Today's show is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum, anytime, baby. Support our sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. They've got great products. Whether you're a geek or you've got an event coming up and you're just looking to look good, go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20. Tell them Axel sent you. The film list. You got a list. Send it to us. DVR podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're just in the mood for old school nostalgia, the film list at gmail.com. We also, I also respond to those. So yes, this is the new film list. As you know, I've been doing this podcast for on and off for almost 10 years. My gosh, that's a long time. And so I decided to bring the film list back as me and Axel have created the DVR Podcasting Network. Probably 95% Axel, 5% me, in, in name only. You know, he uses my name for box office success. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, gosh, Heath Solo here. Oh, I'm a mess. Oh, no, no, I'm not really a mess. I'm just uh, tired. But anyway, um, but I had to do, it's around the holidays, and I had to do another filmless as i'm counting down my top 500 favorite films of all time and remember sometimes high on the list or when i say high on the list in the 400s you i may have say the best bond movie ever made but it's not necessarily my favorite i may have a worse bond movie coming up on the countdown so because i had goldfinger early on at number 491, but there's going to be plenty other Bond films in the top 500, though I love Goldfinger. It's my top 500. These are my favorites. There's some that have sentimental value. little tease for you. But if you're a Patreon, if you go to dvrpodcast.com or patreon.com slash dvr and become a patron, you get exclusive old-school film lists that Axel's been dropping, and, and they've been, oh, my God, so much fun. There's so many things. I didn't realize how much free time I had back in the day, but I mean, I had special guests from Louisiana, Connecticut, uh, Missouri, probably. Oh, yeah. No, Matt Merck's St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri, yeah. Uh, Jersey City, Nuevo York, Oregon, Raleigh, Durham, North Kakalaki, Florida. I'm sure, I'm sure they're, they're all Texas. A little Hispanic Chris shout out. But we did some old school. Now, the sound quality is not that great. We did it on TalkShoe. But they're fun. And they're uh, uh, they're just so much fun. And it, it's it's a crack up to listen to. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's just, you know, it's part of life. It's part of the last decade that uh, will forever, as long as we don't have a post-apocalyptic. Oh, not post-apocalyptic. you got to have apocalyptic to be post. If we don't have the apocalypse coming in. Uh, there'll be, uh, or at least a technology apocalypse, they'll be out there. They'll be out there. So, all right, Heath Solo here. I'm ready to count down my top 500 favorite films. And you know what? I'm going to do a quick recap, uh, skipping some, just just to let you know. 500 was The Blob, 496 Days of Thunder. Then we went down to my great double feature at 490, Friday the 13th Part 3, and then 489, Superman 3. And then last week, uh, well, last week, <laughs> last, uh, I think August or September was when I last did one of these. Um, 
at 485 was the score, 484 Jurassic World, 483 King Kong versus Godzilla, 482 Singing in the Rain, uh, four that was 482, 481 was Red Sparrow, and 480 was Torn Curtain. So enough of my babbling. Let's get this show on the road. If you're new to the film list, or you just happen to catch this on Pandora or Spotify or Heathify, um, I play the trailer. I comment on the trailer as we go with a little humor and different reactions. Then I, you know, I'll go over some information on the film, why I love this film, and then we go through the awards and see if there's any Golden Schmoes awards or. The the last pod, it was uh, I forget what the I forget what the uh, award was, but um, it was in need of a new agent. It was like uh, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for one of those awards. Uh, uh, just cracked me up because I thought it was like a good award, and then I read it, and then so we discover things together on the film list. And uh, or I feel like Gina, you know, listening to it really fast on the podcast. Here comes number four seventy nine. And it's an Axel Foley favorite. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. He's going to hate me for this. But I will explain why this is my 479th favorite film of all time. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life is a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. Yeah, right he is. They made me what I am. Permission to come aboard. King Orm is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. I want to strap in. So, 
my 479th favorite film is Aquaman from 2018. Came out December 21st, 2018. I didn't see it in the theater, so I think February. Uh, Arthur Curry, the human-born heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, goes on a quest to prevent a war between the worlds of ocean and land. Directed by James Wan, uh, written by William Beale, uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, the great Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, you got Dolph Lundgren and his Dolph Assants, Nicole Kidman, Patrick Wilson, um, a bunch of others. Michael Beach makes an appearance as Jesse, as Manta's father. Uh, pretty good cast. Okay, so a lot of people hated this movie. Uh, understood. There's a lot of downplaying of DC. Uh, you know, versus Marvel, the way Marvel has attacked their franchise and DC kind of just, um, <coughs> excuse me, fake off. Just, you know, the whole thing. It just, they rushed the Justice League, maybe miscasting. But I will say the two movies I do like from DC is Wonder Woman, and which is later on in the countdown. I really loved Wonder Woman. But Aquaman, okay, so why do I love Aquaman so much? Some might say cheesy writing's bad uh me and my wife went to this and we just had fun with it It, we enjoyed it like two little kids aquaman is my second favorite all-time superhero behind batman and you were like why heath solo is aquaman i just i loved him in the cartoon as a kid i love the underwater uh atlantis and all that stuff talking i wish i could talk to sharks you know Love sharks. And I was just fascinated. I loved Aquaman. I know in the Super Friends, people are like, Aquaman does nothing. And I'm like, he's just there with the tornado, dude. And But I'm just, I loved it. And so for years, I was hoping they'd make an Aquaman. When I watched Entourage, and they kind of tug-in-cheek at, uh, oh, God, I forget. Uh, what the heck is the star's name? I mean, uh, oh, what the hell? Vinny Chase, yeah, stars as Aquaman, and James Cameron's doing it. It was kind of like tongue-in-cheek, but I'm like, uh, I kind of want to see that movie. Um, And I always thought like a young Matthew McConaughey or Matt Damon could be a good Aquaman. And then in the comics, of course, Aquaman went through changes, um, you know, the long hair. And Jason Momoa was like, when he was cast, I'm like, oh, they're going to make Aquaman pretty cool. Now, I realized during the movie there's a lot of cheesy one-liners, like an 80s movie. Um and but Momoa what he does with it he just he knows he's saying these lines like oh redheads or or can I permission to come aboard stuff like that but he he hams it up in a way that makes it fun for me he just he it's like he knows he's like winking to us listen all right aquaman this isn't you know this isn't a real superhero there can be no aquaman in real life, it's a comic book, it's a, it's a fun superhero movie, and he just, he goes with it. He doesn't try to be too serious, he, 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 he is at points when he's dealing with his family and certain things, but he really embraces being the superhero and giving those one-liners, and I know with Marvel films, because the writing is so amazing, and it almost feels like they could really happen at times, and it's just, the acting is superb, um... It's a big difference when you get A-list actors to do superheroes. It just adds so much more. But 
I get that. But we we sometimes lose track. And, and believe me, the Dark Knight trilogy is my all-time favorite trilogy next to Star Wars. Um, I mean, Star Wars is probably number one. But um, the Dark Knight trilogy is my movies. And I love the way Chris Nolan did Batman. It was dark. And it was... It was. It, it's on its own, unfortunately, because when they started doing this whole Justice League thing, it just, aside from Wonder Woman and Aquaman, oof, it's a little rough. But I, I just feel that, um, you know, they could have made a real darker Aquaman, but, you know, that, actually, that would have been really awesome, uh, probably. But the, the what they were going for, uh, lighthearted, big-time visuals, I mean, you're... You're trying to make a movie where it takes place, you know, 75% underwater. And people might say, oh, how can they talk and the bubbles and all that? But you know what? I think this is, as of right now, the best the best chance of doing an Aquaman-type movie uh, with, with CGI and everything we have now. And it, 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 it's, it's grand, grand spectacle underwater and crazy stuff. I mean, the trailer is awesome. When I first saw it, I'm like, this is going to be great. Now, I don't think this movie's the greatest, uh, but I loved it. I really did. And the only reason why it's not higher on my list, like in the deep hundreds, is just because I have a lot more movies that I enjoy more. But this one, I've been waiting for an Aquaman movie. I This delivered. It delivered in a way I was ready for, and I felt like a kid watching it. And though it's not the greatest film... Um, it's one of my, it's a favorite of mine and I really enjoyed it. And I love Momoa in this and he just hams it up and it's, it's fun. It it is fun. It has some heart to it. I mean, you got Nicole Kidman in this. I mean, I thought she was awesome in it, you know? All right. Acting like a fanboy, sure, it's not the greatest film, but you know what? He solo loved it and that's why it comes in at 479. But before we move on, we have awards to talk about. Uh, I was nominated for a bunch of uh, Best Comic to Film Motion Picture of the Academy Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Awards. I got a nominee from Australia. Dragon Awards. I don't know what those are, but Best Science Fiction or Fantasy Movie, the Dragon Awards. James Wan was nominated. Uh, The Gold Derby Awards, Visual Effects. Golden Schmoes, baby. I love a lot of my movies are schmoes. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> nominees are the best action sequence of the year, best special effects of the year, best TNA of the year, Amber Heard. Whoa, whoa. There you go. Coolest character of the year, Aquaman Arthur Curry. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, Kids' Choice Awards. Jason Mama, Jason Mama, Jason Momoa, Carl Drago, or Cal Drago, or whatever. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's a various... Uh, visual effects, and stunt awards. So nothing to write home about. (laughs) Okay, so we move on to 478. It's a movie I saw with my family around Christmas time. I guess it was about... Oh, jeez. This movie came out in 2011, so uh, I think it was probably the end of 2011 or 2012 we watched this. In Pennsylvania, uh... My mom and dad, my sister, my brother-in-law. This is pre-Lady Solo, so I was going home alone. Hey, I'm home alone. Maybe that'll be on the countdown. And uh, it's a 
it's a great movie, but I do have some gripes of it. Uh, a lot of gripes with the promotion of it and the spoiler ethic stuff. But here's the trailer, and let's talk. All right, trailer. Growing up, we all want to know the toughest kid in the neighborhood was, right? Right here. I want to know the toughest man on the planet is. That's what we're going to find out. From Lionsgate. Brandon, it's me, Pop. Jesus, I'm Nick Nolte. Did he say if he wants to see me? Jesus Christ. I'm proud of you, Tommy. What you did for that kid, little tank. What was I supposed to do? Let him drown? Tommy Reardon, you saved my life. Look, Brendan, the bank has got to go by the new appraisal figures. You're upside down on your mortgage. How much do you need? I didn't come in for long, Frank. I was hoping that you would train me. Are you serious? Do it! I thought we agreed that we weren't going to raise our children in a family where their father gets beat up for a living. What's wrong with that? Brendan, you're a teacher. You got no business in the ring with those animals. Actually, I used to be one of those animals. Yeah, right, you were. I guess I forgot to put that down in my application. <laughs> From the director this of Miracle. Top 16 middleweights in the world. But when it takes all, I'm going to need a trainer. Of that much you were good at. Tom Hardy's not mumbling. I need this. I got a family to protect. Everything I do oh, is for them. Good. What's going on? Mom needed you. I needed you. You're my big brother. You bailed on me. I was a 16-year-old kid. What the hell did I know? You had a choice, okay? You had a choice. War hero Tommy Reardon, who has become an overnight sensation, and Brendan Conlon, the physics teacher, then pulled off a miracle. You can do this. What are you saying? I can do this. Spoiler alert. Are we here to win this fight now? Because if we're not, I will throw in the towel. Warrior, Joel Egerton, Tom Hardy. Gavin O'Connor, another, another nice directing job by him. Okay, so 478 Warrior came out. September 9th, 2011. Uh, the youngest son of an alcoholic former boxer returns home where he's trained by his father for competition in a mixed martial arts tournament, a path that puts the fighter on a collision course with his estranged older brother. Directed by Gavin O'Connor. He also wrote it with Anthony Timbakis, Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, Joel Egerton. Uh, who else we got? We got a little Frank Grillo. I love Frank Grillo. Uh, Kevin Dunn, good character actors. Principal Zito, Jennifer Morrison, a uh, bunch of others. Vanessa Martinez as Pilar Fernandez. Denzel Whitaker as Stefan. And we got Carlos Miranda as Tito. Who doesn't want to play a Tito? Tito Santana autobiography would be nice. All right, so, Warrior. I'm a Gavin O'Connor fan. He's done a lot of movies, like Miracle among, amongst them. Uh, Really enjoy this movie. I, I was so like, I, I I was on like a three week run where I was obsessed with this movie a bit. I just love the the you know the, the competition and the the brothers 
aspect and um the, the characters have depth in this there's reasons behind what they're doing and it just really enjoyed this film i was so obsessed i was i put like a hoodie on a skull cap uh sweatpants sneakers and i would walk to subway and i think i'm like tom hardy like working out even though uh, i was just walking to subway but you know i'd walk around like i was a tough guy <laughs> i'm, a, I'm a like 30 years old and i'm, I'm doing it but <laughs> it's just the the way movies affect me these like certain characters and actors they always have and i just i, I always have this way with sports and film i am obsessed and uh sometimes i really uh like, I thought it was Jake Brigant's A Time to Kill came out, Matthew McConaughey. I'm in college, and I'm going out in a white button-down and tan pants because I want to be like him in the South. You know, I do this stuff. I'm weird. I know. I'm also an actor, so I guess that's my excuse. But, so, I just really, really enjoyed this film. But the gripe I have, not only is this trailer not a post, like, it's been out on Blu-ray and here... They basically tell you the whole story in the trailer, kind of like Crimson Tide. I remember when Crimson Tide did that in the 90s. I was like, okay, do I have to watch the film? You know the brothers are going to end up fighting each other. And some of the shots they show, (laughs) it's pretty predictable what's going to happen. But that's not the worst part. The worst part is, if you look at the Blu-ray cover, (laughs) uh, again, if you haven't seen this movie, it's, it's... even though you know this, it's still it's still worth it. Worth it. Um, it's Joel Egerton's character carrying off Tom Hardy, and they're both like bloody, and he's carrying them off. Okay, um, basically the cover of the Blu-ray tells you what the hell happened. Anyway, but now I know where Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. He's one of my favorite actors in the last like. Since inception, he's been one of my favorites. I think he's one of the best. He does get shit for mumbling. He seems to mumble a lot. 65%. But he didn't really mumble much until he met, I think he worked with Nick Nolte. Because Nick Nolte, I think it's his voice now. He's like, ah, Jesus, I just can't get Jesus. Damn, I'm Nick Nolte's. And, uh, and so I think Tom, I'd like to go back and see when Tom Hardy started mumbling. I think it's after he worked with Nick Nolte. So I'm blaming Nick Nolte for Tom Hardy's mumbles, even though, like, The Revenant, I love Tom Hardy and that, but I didn't understand half the stuff, and he got nominated, but no. It's just um, Nick Nolte likes to mumble, and I think that's where Tom Hardy got it. Nick Nolte's probably like, hey, kid, mumble, you'll get an Oscar nomination. So anyway, coming in at 478. The Warrior! So awards for The Warrior. I'm forgetting the awards. I guess I, you know, I'm golden schmozed out. So Nick Nolte was nominated for an Oscar. I forgot about this as best supporting actor. He's actually really good in this film. Uh, That's right. And he also was a SAG award nominee, uh, did not win, but nominated for an Oscar. Good on you, Nick Nolte. Um, Black film critics award circle awards. It was a one top ten favorite uh, film of the year. Uh, some cr- nominees for but basically Nick Nolte cleaning up. Um, all the critic societies nominated. It doesn't look like he won anything, but he was he was nominated. Uh, oh, here we go. The Gallica, the Society of LGBTQ Entertainment Critics, 
Unsung Film of the Year Award. That, that's I wasn't the Gallica thing. Wasn't the, it was the Unsung Film of the Year? Um, Golden Schmoes Awards most under one most underrated movie of the year. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, nominee favorite movie of the year, biggest surprise of the year. Nick Nolte. So it looks like Nick Nolte, baby, got some got some. Uh, hey, he won the San Diego Film Critics, the Prism Awards. Oh, he didn't win that. He just got nominated. Uh, Satellite Award, Teen Choice Awards, Tom Hardy got nominated. So it looks like, yeah, so pretty much this movie, Nick Nolte, the man, got a lot of critics nominations for this. So good on you, buddy. Okay, so coming in at 477 is a film that freaked me out. Saw it in the theater. Can't remember who I saw. I might have been alone. (laughs) I guess it was Dark Times and... 2005 going to the movies alone to see this um man this movie oh god it's so good but it's 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 freaky it's freaky and it's a little disturbing but you know what here's the trailer Take a little break to tell you again to go to our presenting sponsor, cufflinks.com cufflinks.com has everything you need the holiday season is upon us but when the holidays pass cufflinks will still be there birthdays, events, anniversaries. Look good when you step out in the morning. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order all the time, no minimum. Go to cufflinks.com now, baby. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore Adopt. You can also email them at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks. fantasies are possible. Where where you can experience anything you desire. Where you can torture, punish, or kill for a price. Quentin Tarantino presents Eli Roth's Hostel. Okay, so the trailer that the trailer I picked didn't quite uh, for a podcast. 
just do it justice, but I thought I'd throw in my thing there. Okay, so the movie is Hostile. came out January 6, 2006. Uh, it's only a 90-minute film, but three backpackers head to a Slovak city that promises to meet their hedonistic expectations with no idea of the hell that awaits for them. Directed by the man Eli Roth, written by Eli Roth. Uh, stars Jay Hernandez, Derek Richardson, uh, Barbara Nalajagova. I should know this. My wife's Czech. This is Slovak. Uh, yeah, some good Slovak actors. Did she? I think that that the Barbara Ned Ned Levakova. Ned Levakova. She's like a puppeteer. Uh, yeah, she's Slovak. I, I was like obsessed with her. She studied acting in Prague in the Czech Republic, where she performed. Several theaters, also working regularly in the famed Czech Marionette Theater. Yes. She um, doesn't do American films, really. Oh, there's an Out for Vengeance. She plays a flight attendant. L.A. Slasher, Whispers. Cross- oh, she's in Crossing Lines, that show with William Fickner, Isle of Dogs. Oh, she's, oh, she ended up uh, being in a lot of stuff. Um, anyway, uh, she kind of reminds me of my wife. That's probably... Oh, who knew? I didn't meet my wife till. 2014, or 2014, because uh, I know that he's solo if you want to stay married. Um, but I was like, with her, I was like, man, she's good looking. And I just like was a little obsessed with it. Not obsessed, but I was just, wow. And it turns out I marry someone who looks like her. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. So, uh, wow, you look at that. Premonitions, if you will. So, hostile. All right. I... <sighs> It's hard to say when I say I love this movie and everyone's getting tortured and stuff. I, it's not about the torture. That I don't care about. I, I love movies that you got Americans in a foreign country. Things go wrong, you know, and and, and you're trying to figure. You got no one's going to help you because the police don't care. And, you know, people, you think you're befriending someone, but they're really trying to, get, you know, recruit you for certain things. It's just... I just dig it. I, 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 this is like my one of my favorite horror things. I love try, guy trying to get out of a situation that is impossible to get out of the whole thing, foreign country. So, and of course, I had this running joke with my wife when I first went to the Czech Republic, uh, even though it was the Czech side, not the Slovak side. Uh, I had this running joke like, well, you're going to bring me over there and steal my kidneys like in hostel. I, mean, I can't even remember if kidneys were stolen in this, but that whole you know, you know, you wake up in a tub of ice. So we had that joke going on uh, for years about the kidney thing. And I still think it's a long con why she married me. She wants my kidneys. But this was uh, Eli Roth. Uh, I, I, this is my favorite, probably my favorite movie by Eli Roth. Uh, I actually like the sequel, Hostel 2, as well. Uh, I do like that movie. Um, but this one just... Man, I dig this movie. I know it, it sounds sick. And, uh, uh, again, with me, it, it's a movie. You know, it is what it is, torturing people. Probably not the greatest movie to have as a favorite. But I like the adventure and the concept and the uh, everything that goes on. So, um, yeah, hostile. And, of course, Quentin Tarantino presented it. So how can I not uh, like that? Okay, so for awards... I was a nominee for a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. Uh, Austin Fantastic Fest, I almost said Feast, no A in there, Solo. It won the jury prize. Best Screenplay, Best Director, Best Film. All right. 
Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, bunch of nominations. What do you know? Golden Schmoes Awards, best horror movie of the year, baby. I don't even know if Golden Schmoes is is like, I mean, Joe Schmo. You know, you think of it as I guess it's kind of like the Razzies or whatever, but I don't know. Um, maybe it, maybe it's a good thing, Golden Schmo. I don't know. Probably not, but I just I dig the Golden Schmoes. I don't know. Gonna have to watch an award ceremony one of these days. Uh, but MTV Movie and TV Awards 20, uh, 2006 nominee for Best Frightened Performance by Derek Richardson. Look at that. So, man, this this section is just going nuts with uh, top-of-the-line movies. For each but these are good movies. I like them. Well, the next film that's coming up is, you know, <laughs> it's one thing about me when I make mixes, I do lists. It, you know, they're not genre specific. I like to mix it up. And we got Aquaman, Warrior, now Hostel. And then this next film is a total, like, film geek early on movie that is just, you're going to be like, wait, what? Solo? Hostile to this? But that's how we do on the film list. All right. So I got at 476 is. Something I saw in film school that just totally um, blew my mind. Now, I'm making an, exce- an exception on this list because this is a short film. Now, there might be a collection of short films that come on later in the list. But this one, it's not a feature, but I'm putting it in here because when I saw it in film school, it just blew me away. Because this film was made in like 1902. So I'm going to play the trailer. You're not going to get anything because there's no dialogue, but I'm going to play just the, the trailer music and talk about the film. So it is a film called A Trip to the Moon. The original Le Voyage dans la Lune. It came out October 4th, 1902. I did not see it in theaters. Uh, Victor Andre plays the astronomer. Lou Bernon, Met, Henry de Basically, George Millais, George Millais, or Millais, George Millais, made this short film about people assembling to get on a trip to the moon. And it's about the assembly of this, it's the struggle, there's fights, you actually see the moon. You see the freaking spaceship just hit into the moon. <laughs> it's just, it's remarkable. It's 1902, and this film just has, ah, uh, it, it, it just, it blew me away when I was in film school because I, you know, think about how far we come with technology. But man, this one just, ah, uh, amazing. So, an association of astronomers have convened to listen to the plan of Professor. Bob and Fulus. cannot pronounce that at all, uh, their president, to fly to the moon. With one dissenting voice squashed by the president and the other members, the plan is approved with the president choosing five others to accompany him. Most of the preparation for the trip is building the vessel and launching the mechanism, which uh, resemble a large bullet and a large gun, respectively. Hitting the moon in the eye, the six land safely at their destination. They find that much the moon... 
They find that much about the moon is wonderful and fantastical, but also that much of it is not what they would have liked to encounter as it is life-threatening. They have to find a way to get out of the alien predicament to get back home safely. A trip to the moon, and they encounter... I mean, it's just like the early alien films. I mean, this film... Ah, it's magical. It is magical. And uh, Spielberg did a film called Hugo, which is about George Millay. And, uh, you know, these short films he did. And it's just a a really interesting film. But A Trip to the Moon, just, uh, man, check it out on YouTube. It's like 12 minutes. Uh, You can check it out. It's really, um, it's fascinating. If you really just take it in context and uh put in just how they made this thing and you know basically with in camera tricks and uh i mean there was no cgi then folks and uh <laughs> uh so 476 a trip to the moon uh still to this day fascinates me yeah, i wish it was a feature but yeah it'd probably be a little too long but it's a short film that makes my top 500 no golden schmo award here folks uh, I don't know. Uh, it won one award. It's probably like greatest DVD um, winner. Online Film and Television Association in 2017. Uh, basically, the motion picture made the Hall of Fame. Okay, great. Uh, so, A Trip to the Moon by George Millay and, uh, from 1902. Again, I did not see it in the theater. All right, so coming in at number 475. You know, I realize I'm not, uh, other than a few Nick Nolte things and a few Aquaman, I really not, I haven't been uh, talking too much on the trailer. You know, it's, it's not necessarily all the time talking through the trailers. It's just, it's spur of the moment when you feel like, you know what, I need to say something. So some trailers deserve it, some don't. So you just, you just roll with it. So coming in at 475. Wow, 475. We're getting there. I'll get. I'll finish my top 500 by the year 2025. I'm hoping. Uh, is a classic film from the 1980s. Yes, the 19 bloody 80s. All right. Here's the trailer. Sounds sounds awful. Does it ever feel like everyone's got more going than you do? Mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> that everyone is smart. So you're Al Myers, kid? Yes, I am. You look pretty stupid to me. <laughs> Thank you. You say the best skier in town just ran off with your girlfriend? Even your younger brother does better than you do? <laughs> and that nobody even cares? That broke up with me. That's nice. Well, you might be right. But remember one thing. I haven't even been to New York City. Nobody was ever better off dead. (laughs) The truth is I can out-ski you any day of the week. Oh, really? Yeah, you want to race, I'll take you on any day, sucker. Go that way, really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. (laughs) All you need is guts. I'm going to race, I'm going to lose, and I'm going to die in that order. Go! And you'll never doubt yourself again. He's skiing on one ski! Better off dead. 
That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. An abnormal look <laughs> at a normal teenager. Uh, I think that was Stephen Williams in a little cameo there. Uh, all right, so Better Off Dead. This movie cracks me up. Uh, it is so good. came out October 11th, 1985. Uh, it's a comedy romance. Uh, I saw it. It was on, it had to have been on uh, VHS. I think I rented it or might have been on TV. But a teenager has to deal with his girlfriend dumping him among family crisis. Homicidal paper boys and a rival skier. Directed by Savage Steve Holland. Written by Savage Steve Holland. Um, we have John Cusack as Lane Meyer. David Ogden Steers as Al Meyer. Kim Darby as Jenny Meyer. We got, uh, who else we got? Scooter Stevens as Badge Meyer. Hey, Scoot. Diane Franklin. Dan Schneider plays Ricky. Uh, good old Dan. Curtis Armstrong as Charles DeMar. Curtis Armstrong, one of my favorite actors ever. Um, I love when he goes, you know what the street value of this snow is? Uh, I just, he's got the best one-liners. Turn, turn. But Dan Schneider actually worked for him. He did uh, Game Shakers. Uh, he created a lot of Nickelodeon shows. Um, so he was uh, my boss that week I worked on that show. Uh, also played Dennis on Head of the Class. But there was some... Con- oh, wait. Yeah, there was some controversy with him. So I'm not sure. It probably wasn't good. Uh, so I'm going to put that there. But, but hey, you know, thanks for hiring me, Dan. Um Better Off Dead is just classic John Cusick. It's funny, in Burbank, the car wash that's in it, that's, uh, you know, from Better Off Dead. Every time I pass it, I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah, can, uh, sorry, lost track of my th- thoughts here. But this movie was one of those movies I, I watched over and over as a kid. Actually, it was probably more of a teenager when I saw I mean, I was 10 years old when it came out. Uh, yeah, it's probably like 11 or 12 when I saw it. I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, but I love his little brother. He's got the book, How to Pick Up Trashy Women, and then he's all of a sudden with like seven women in his room. I mean, it's just, again, it's, it's, there's a lot of fun here. There's a girl, you know, the old nerd versus the jock and the rich jock and a lot of the 80s themes in there. Uh, a lot of great one-liners. I mean, this is John Cusack just... Storming onto the scene and just being like this guy. I mean, Cusack's the best, man. Uh, so, yeah, so better off dead. <laughs> you got the guys every time he drives up, and it's the Asian guys with the like Howard Cosell voice. Here is Lane Maya, ready to, ready to drive past the car wash. Uh, just, just, just a treat of a film, uh, lighthearted 80s film. And, uh, yeah, so it comes in at number 475. But before we move on, let's check out if it won any awards, folks. I don't think it did. Looks like there's no awards, according to IMDb, where I check all my award-type things. Yeah, not even no goals and schmoes. Anyway, open and weekend in the U.S., it made $56,000. Huh. Uh, made ten million in the U.S. Worldwide, it made ten million two nights ago. I guess it didn't do much worldwide. I guess it didn't do anything worldwide. Anyway, 
Where's that buzzing coming from? All right, so coming in at 474, we have another Bond film. May not be the best Bond film, but it's one of my favorites. So here's the trailer. And why did I say it like that? I don't know what's wrong with me. I really don't. From the most exotic locations on Earth, Moonraker will transport you to another world. Jaws. Trifle overpowering your scent. Holly was a warm girl with the right connections. This possibly be the moment for us to pool our resources. We would be better off working together. Oh, James. More excitement, more thrills, more spills. And guess who's dropped in for a bite? Jaws is back. the most spectacular adventure in space, Moonraker. It's out of this world. What exactly are you up to here, Drax? Moonraker 1, liftoff. Moonraker 2, liftoff. Moonraker 3, liftoff. Moonraker 4, liftoff. Moonraker 4, liftoff. Oh, hey! What's that? city in space. James Bond and the treacherous Dr. Goodhead. Despite your efforts, my finely wrought dream approaches its fulfillment.
All right, so Moonraker. Good old Moonraker with Roger. James Bond film. I know a lot of people probably don't like James Bond in space. I love it. This is the first Bond movie I ever saw as a kid. Uh, rental. Uh, I fell in love with this movie right away because of Jaws. And now my dad said, oh, Jaws is in this. I'm like, the shark? Even though the shark's name is Bruce at the time, I thought Jaws was the name of it. And, but no, it was Richard Keel playing Jaws with his teeth that could rip people to shreds. Uh, metal teeth. James Bond investigates the mid-air theft of a space shuttle and discovers a plot to commit global genocide. Directed by Lewis Gilbert, Christopher Wood wrote the screenplay. So we got Roger Moore as 007 James Bond. We got Lois Childs as Holly Goodhead. Oof. Michael Lonsdale as Hugo Drax. Richard Keel as Jaws. Bernard Lee as M. Desmond Lewin as Q. And Lois Maxwell as Miss Moneypenny. Yes, Miss Moneypenny. Yes, I worry, Miss Moneypenny. So, let's go over the awards first, and then I'll talk a little Moonraker. I don't have to talk much. We just heard it in the trailer. But uh, Academy Awards, Best Effects and Visual Effects, it was nominated. Uh, the Saturn Awards uh, was nominated. Best Supporting Actor, Richard Keel, in Special Effects and Science Fiction Film. Uh, well, it won, I love how it says, Golden Screen Award, Germany, 1988, winner. But it doesn't tell you what it won. Uh, satellite Awards for DVD release. So it's part of the James Bond collection. Okay, not much going on with awards. But James Bond in space, I loved it. I had the Moonraker shuttle as a kid. Jaws freaked me out. Roger Moore in his prime. Space. I was into Star Wars and Star Trek. And so this was like, oh, cool. Um, definitely uh, took a leap. A lot of lasers and stuff. Uh, I love the poster, man. The poster's awesome. It's so, uh, it's so cool. I love, I love the scene where Jaws and uh, Bond are fighting on the, uh, not a trolley, the, it, uh, the ski lift or whatever it's called. It's like you know, but it's enclosed, so it's sort of like a ski lift. I don't know what it's called, but that I love that scene. Uh, Moonraker, man, came out June twenty ninth, nineteen seventy nine. I think I saw it. I want to say 82 or 83 on home video. That's what I'm going to guess. But it's the first Bond film I ever saw. And then after this, I just watched every Bond film up to date. Uh, right before A View to a Kill came out was when I started watching Bonds. And, uh, yeah, man, yeah, it is just uh, <clears throat> Bonds are, well, it's a long discussion about Bonds. But, you know, Connery's the best Bond, I believe. Daniel Craig's number two. I love Casino Royale and Skyfall might be the two best Bond films ever made next to uh, Goldfinger. Um, and I love Thunderball. That's another favorite of mine. Uh, big Bond fan. Uh, though, like, Goldfinger, is a four- Goldfinger, I think, is great, but it never was one of my all-time favorite Bond. I mean, it is. It's in my top 500. I know I have to explain that every time. But Moonraker being my first Bond, and as a kid, I love this. So a lot of... Uh, uh, kid themes <laughs> in this with Aquaman and Better Off Dead and now Moonraker. Um, yeah, just... Uh, so it's an interesting section of films for the film list. Uh, number 479 was Aquaman. 478 was Warrior. 
477 was hostile. 476, the first short film that, to make it a trip to the moon. 475, better off dead. And 474, Moonraker. Yeah, so it completes the countdown. little holiday edition. I don't know why it's holiday edition. Well, probably because I recorded it before Thanksgiving. <laughs> but so we did six movies today. I was going to go longer, but my... Uh, Oh, my throat is uh, acting up a little bit. So I'm going to I'm gonna leave it at there. I'm going to end you with Moonraker. So you can be like, he's solo. Wow, what a list. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it's a, a fun section of films. Some new, some old, some very old. <clears throat> influential. And uh, I love doing this list, man. I, and I thank you for listening. Uh I, I know sometimes I could be on my game, off my game, and just mumbling and sh- golden schmoes it and all that. But uh, we discover new things together on the film list. So that is it for me. I'm Heath Solo. And remember, um, check out Daily DVR Does Mindhunter. If you're a Mindhunter fan, me and Axel did the whole first season. And we come back after the first of the year to do season two. Uh, so check that out. Uh, and uh, just some recommendations, uh, great shows that, yeah, that um, it took me forever, but Orphan Black, almost done with that series, good show. Uh, and uh, uh, Les Montes, it's a French show, The Mantis, on Netflix, streaming six episodes, fantastic, really well done, and I really enjoy it. So a couple things to check out. So uh, who knows, maybe I will get another film list in before Christmas. I probably will. Actually, I probably will do one more and then uh, try to get down to uh, number 400 before 2020 is over. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll get Axel on one of these. Hey, Axel, you want to come on one of these? And I won't tell you what movies, and then we just talk about them, and you see, tell me if you like them or not. I also would love to do a guest pod, like with DJ and Axel or... Axel and Roberto or somebody where I give them 10 films or five films of my favorite to continue the film list. And they talk about them behind my back. Uh, That would be a fun, fun thing to do. So, all right. So for everyone at the DVR podcasting network, I'm Heath solo. Remember go to DVRpodcast.com, DVR, uh, DVR podcast at gmail.com to send some listen or send just some thoughts and uh, go to patreon.com slash DVR. Check it out. You can be a, a proud patron for as low as $1 a month to support what we're doing out here. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, right now, um, Axel Foley and the boys are doing uh, Watchmen. I think is the best show of the year right now. Uh, it's still three episodes, a few episodes left. But uh, that that may edge out Mindhunter for me when me and Axel do our end of the year uh, top ten favorite shows of the year uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy so all right appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time on the film list